0: Hey, thanks so much for being here. This is My City Church, and this is our podcast. We hope you are inspired to love God, love people, and lead in life. Enjoy the message. Well, come on. How are we doing out there? 9 a.m. service. Good morning. Good morning. I'm My name is Pastor Clyde. I'm uh, the operations pastor here at My City Church church alongside my beautiful wife and today I get the honor and the privilege to be able to share God's Word with you today and I believe that uh, God's Word is transformational I think it's something that doesn't just happen on a Sunday but translates into your Monday and so I hope you came ready I hope you came expecting because God has given me a word for you and for me today but before we dive in I want to highlight a couple things coming up in the life of our church and uh, number one it's that we've got courses launching in my city church this week is course launch and you might go what are courses i already went to school i'm done with that um, but the reality is, is uh, man, we were designed to be lifelong learners. God designed us to grow throughout our journey. And so we have specific courses that are designed to help you grow in your finances, your marriage, your pre-marriage. If you wanna grow as a man, we have a course called Authentic Manhood. We've got all of these courses designed to help you grow. And so I wanna encourage you, don't wait till next season. Don't wait till next time. Let, let this season be the start. You start your growth process here at My City Church. But not only that, it is group week. Group week. Come on. We have groups happening all throughout our city, Monday through Saturday in the morning, at night, really designed to create space and time for people to come together, have community, break bread, be able to do life together, and be able to grow in family, grow in freedom. And so if you haven't found your group yet, I wanna encourage you to find your group today. And to be quite honest, the best way to do that is through our next class. Every Sunday after the 9 and our 11 a.m. service, just after this service, we have a class that's specifically designed to help you take a next step in your journey to start your discipleship path and grow, that it would go beyond just a a Sunday morning experience, but to start out that journey of doing this journey, not alone, but with other people. And uh, so today, let today be your day to join in our next class. But how many of you enjoying our Worth Dying For series so far? Vision Builder series. Man, Pastor Eli, preached a fire message last Sunday, a word of faith, a word about Jonathan and his armor bearer who trusted God. He said, perhaps, perhaps God is with us and They took hold of a hill knowing that God was with them and for them, but today I'm excited to dive into our second week of our series and uh, I'm believing that this is a message that is gonna speak to the hearts of every single person. It speaks into the hearts of the eternity and purpose of everything that God has designed over your life. And So today we're gonna open up with two scriptures coming out of John and 1st John today. and. Uh, coming up we'll be looking at John chapter 12 verses 24 through 25. I picked the message version this morning uh, because it just you know it kind of spoke to me it it, it helped me look at the scripture and go that's how I apply it to my Monday and so I said hey we're going to use the message for this morning and this is what it says out of John chapter 12 it says listen carefully unless a grain of wheat is buried in the ground dead to the world it is never any more than a grain of wheat but if it's buried, it sprouts and reproduces itself many times over. And in the same way, anyone who holds on to the life, just as it destroys that life, but if you let go, reckless in your love, you'll have it forever, real and eternal. I wanna read one more scripture out of 1 John chapter 3, 16-18. through It says, by this we know love, that he laid down his life for us, and we ought to lay our lives down for the brothers. But if anyone has the world's goods and sees his brother in need, yet closes his heart against him, how does God's love abide in him? Little children, let us love not in word and talk, but in deed and in truth. Today I want to speak to you from this topic or this thought the power of purpose the power of purpose. Let's pray today. Lord, I thank you right now, God, Lord, that today you're gonna speak a thousand messages over this congregation. And Lord, I pray that we would have ears to hear and eyes to see what you're doing in this church, but even greater than that, in this city. And Lord, I pray, God, Lord, that today that your word would be sharper than any double edged sword, that it would cut through bone and marrow and speak to the innermost being of us. God, that I pray that we wouldn't just be hearers of the word today, God, but we would go into our Monday and Tuesday, changed, God, ready to walk out God, Lord, this beautiful word that you have given us today, and everybody said, "Amen, Amen, Amen, Amen." Well, man, I got a question for everybody. How many of you out there? You're you're big movie people. Like you're a movie buff. You love. Okay, leave your hand. How many are you? Like you're like no. I love TV shows. You let me binge watch a TV show on Netflix. Okay, you're my kind of people. Uh, I don't have a whole lot of time for it, but when I do. We embrace it, but for us as a family, one of the things that we, we've kind of hardwired, I, I got it from my family, but something we do in our family, just to help create space for us to slow down, is uh, we create these nights, we call them lock-ins, where we turn off the phones, we put them away. Back in the day, we would unplug the landline. Um, for the youth, there was this phone that was plugged in, and it would only work if like it was plugged into the wall. Um, ask your parents about it. Um, but we'd, we'd unplug the phone, we'd, we'd lock the door, we'd turn everything off, and we would just, we would pop popcorn, we'd put on a movie, we'd laugh, we'd just enjoy each other's company. And so that's something that me and Rachel decided, hey, we're gonna do this with Liam. We got a two, two-year-old son. And uh, so we just create space. Hey, we're gonna, we're gonna put our phones away, we're gonna pop some popcorn, and we're gonna watch a movie. And uh, it's been really fun, because Liam loves popcorn right now. Um, I'm glad he's not in here, because he would just be getting jacked. He'd just be like, popcorn, pop, popcorn, popcorn. Pop- popcorn? And we're like, yes, Bubba, it's seven in the morning. <laughs> seven in the morning. <laughs> we're not having popcorn. Like, it's breakfast time. But anytime he sees the kernels of corn or if he sees the popcorn maker, he's just pumped to make popcorn. And what's really funny is I found that as we look at the seed of a popcorn, I, I got one here. I pulled a playbook out of Pastor Eli. I got a, a seed here. It's really tiny, a kernel of corn. Uh, it's probably from Liam. But uh, it's funny, anytime Liam sees this, he automatically thinks we're gonna have popcorn. Now when my wife sees kernels of popcorn, she immediately thinks there's gonna be a mess. Uh, Because she knows Dada and she knows Liam, like poppers going everywhere, Uh, which inversely means when I see popcorn, I think fun. I'm like, I'm gonna throw popcorn at Rachel. Like Liam's got handfuls of popcorn, he's filling his cup holder in his little chair. I'm like, Bubba, you have a bowl. So she's thinking a mess, I'm thinking fun. But what I've found is that in this journey, our perspective actually says a lot about the things that we look at. Um, because we see, he sees popcorn to have, she sees a kernel of corn and thinks a mess. I see a kernel of corn, I see fun to be had. But a farmer, ooh, when a farmer sees a piece of corn, he doesn't just see the piece of corn. He doesn't think it's small or insignificant. He doesn't think that it's just something to be consumed. No, it's because the farmer understands the potential and the power of the purpose of this corn because he understands that this corn, although one seed today, if he were to plant it in the ground and let it grow and he were to harvest, it would produce merely two ears of corn, which sounds small, but those two ears of corn actually equal 1,600 seeds. Now, that's just one year, and it still doesn't sound like that much corn. We eat that in a a week, but that farmer knows that although it's one seed that produces 1,600 seeds, if you were to apply that same logic to plant the seed into the soil, he would understand that that 1,600 seeds would actually produce 2.4 million seeds by year two. But see, a farmer has big enough vision and perspective to understand that there's power and potential inside the seed. He says, no, 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 by year three, by year three, that 2.4 million seeds actually turns into 4.3 trillion individual kernels of corn. And it's because he sees the power of potential. He sees the power of its purpose. And today, as we look at this scripture, talking about seed being planted, here's my question, what do you see? Jesus points this, he uses this scripture, and he says that your life, who you are, is merely a a, a a, a grain of wheat. It's a kernel of corn. And my question is, what do you see? Because I think that there's people in this room today that when you think about your life, you think about the seed, you think about the finances that you have, you think about your family or your faith, that you look at the seed that God has given you and you go, it's not that big of a deal. It's so small. Who am I? I, It's inconsequential, there's not a lot of power in me. I'm just merely a man. But friends, can I tell you that when we get a God perspective of how he's designed us and who he's called to be, that it shifts and changes everything. See, there's people in this room that God designed to generate wealth, to literally be millionaires upon millionaires. And do you know how you describe yourself? An aspiring entrepreneur when God destined you to generate wealth. There's there's fathers in this room that you go, I'm just a provider I just, I just work my job, I'm a provider. Not knowing that your voice, the sound of your voice in your home, your encouragement over your kids and your wife is literally the thing that sets them on a trajectory to be able to live a life of freedom, of <laughs> abundance, because of your voice. That there's people in this room that you look at moments of your life that seem inconsequential. That you go to the same Starbucks every day on your way to work and you see the same person. Oh, it's, it's, uh, it's Allie, she's working today. Seeing that moment as inconsequential, not knowing the power that God's actually placed in that moment, in that transaction, that it was never about a cup of coffee, it's about the impact that God has actually creating you to be able to have. And so this is my encouragement today and this is what I found is the reality, is that your perspective impacts your potential and your potential unlocks your purpose. Let me say that again, your perspective impacts your potential And your potential unlocks your purpose. Friends, today, my prayer is that as we preach and walk through this word, that God would give you a new perspective that impacts the potential that you see over your life, that you wouldn't see yourself merely as a seed that's just a seed, but you would see yourself as the one that turns into 1,600, that turns into 4.3 trillion seeds because that is the potential locked inside of you and the person. And uh, if you're like me, you, uh, you hear that and you go, that sounds good, Pastor Clyde, but I don't know if I believe it. I'm a little skeptical, right? There's people that go, I don't know if there's a purpose for my life. I feel like that's the tension of humanity. You think about so, many, so often, We even think about kids growing up, we go, what do you want to do with your life? Who do you want to be? What do you want to do when you grow up? I think there's, you, there's many of us, I'm th- coming up on 30 and I still go, what am I supposed to do with my life? What am I here for? These are the questions that we face. And it's because we feel the tension of the fact that God actually destined purpose inside of us. And do you know how I know that? It's because every person has a purpose and every seed has a destiny. And every person that's in this room, you're not here on accident. You didn't show up because a friend invited you or because mom and dad drugged you along. It's because there's purpose inside this room and there's purpose locked inside of you and every seed has a destiny that God wants to breathe into life. But friends, can I tell you, it's not my word that will impact you. It's God's word. And this is God's word. Ephesians 2, chapter chapter 2, verse 10. It says, for we are his workmanship, created in Christ Jesus for good works. Say "Good good works. Which God prepared beforehand that we should walk in them. Friends, if that doesn't scream the fact that you have purpose of your life, then number one, you were created in Christ Jesus. Man, I could just stop there and just go do a stinking party dance. The fact that we are created in Jesus, the author, the perfecter, the finisher of our faith, the son of God that we were created in his image, but the fact that he had beforehand already thought of the good works, the good plans, the good things that he has over your life, And so I think that's where we get to the question, if we reconcile the fact that there is a God purpose, that there is a God destiny upon our lives, then we have to ask the question, how do we walk it out? And I think that in Jesus' words here in John chapter 12, we see exactly that. We see how we walk out this life filled with purpose. And it says, and I'm gonna read this again, it says, listen carefully. Unless a grain of wheat is buried in the ground, dead to the world, it is never any more than a grain of wheat, and man, I, I got to tell you, as I read this scripture verse, I felt God say, "Man, there's people in this room that feel that it is never any more than a grain of wheat." The reality is, is that seed is never any more than a seed, unless it falls to the ground and dies. The reality is, is that that is why the world continually asks that question. Why am I here? What am I made for? Is because they continue to look at the seed in their hand and they continue to go, I wonder what this is for. I wonder, I look at my finances and I, I can't seem to figure them out, but I, I can't seem to figure it out, what it was made for. Why, why it was put in my hands. I, you know, I've, been, I've been given this life, I've been given time, and I just can't seem to find enough of it because I just can't seem to figure it out. But the reality is, is a seed is purposeless unless it's in the ground. This is God's word, he says that unless the grain of wheat is buried in the ground, dead to the world, it's never any more than a grain of wheat. And so church, today I tell you, you'll never fulfill your purpose until you release the seed to fall to the ground and die. But I'm I'm not gonna, I'm not all rainbows and sunsets. Like, can I be honest? Can I, I'll be, I'm gonna be really, like, Pastor, I'm I'm generally almost always honest. Um, Generally almost always honest. Pray for me. Pastors need prayer, pastors need prayer. But if I'm being honest, man, can I tell you, this is hard. The reality of letting seed fall to the ground is hard. When we talk, we have vision builders coming up. And and I know that there's people in this room where you look at your finances and you go, I've got a net negative month to month. I don't even know how I'm gonna figure this out. There's people that also have stored up wealth and they look at their bank account and they go, man, those six figures, I just don't even know what to do with them. Like, dude, life's great, but like, I feel empty inside, I don't know what I'm doing. Like I'm trying to figure it out. But friends, can I tell you that when we understand the power of the seed and the potential wrapped inside of it, we begin to look at the process of saying, hey, I'm gonna lay this seed down into the dirt and watch what happens. But what I found is that in the midst of this journey, putting the seed, putting your life, putting your time, putting your energy, putting your finances into the ground is hard work. Any farmers in the room? One, two, okay. Got a couple farmers. Is planting seed hard? Yes. How many hour? Like, how many hours? All day. day. Yes. I have a buddy. He he farms. He's literally like, I'm like, hey bro, what'd you do this week? He's like, well, I woke up um, before the sun and uh, planted seed. Kept planting seed. Ate in the combine. Kept planting seed. Um, The sun went down. Still planting seed. Uh, my wife brought me dinner, still planting seed, and uh, then I slept for about four hours because it's planting season. And then I go, dang, bro, like that's hard work. That's hard work. Like planting seed, that's hard work. But for us, we're the seed, right? So we go, but I'm in the ground, and this is dirty, and it's uncomfortable. Serving on team, it's difficult. I had, to, I had to wake up at 5 a.m., 4 a.m. to show up at church. Oh, gosh, this is dirt. It's uncomfortable. I like my time, I like my sleep. There's people, they look at their bank account, and they go, I don't know why I have all of this money, but I don't want to lose it. But I don't want to lose it. I don't know why it was made for, but I have all this money, and I don't know what to do with it. They feel the pain of holding a fist full of potential. We feel the pain of holding the fist of our time, going, there's not enough, and I don't know what to do. When all God wants us to do is simply go. If we let it fall to the ground, we let it die, we can begin to see God Work in the midst of the process. And so I'm gonna encourage you, I'm gonna challenge a couple people. It's not for this room, it's not for it's for people that are gonna listen to the podcast. This challenge is for people that aren't my city, they're just listening in. So if you're listening to the podcast, this word's for you. But man, it's it's crazy. I see this play out time and time again over people's lives where they I think actually as a church, we do a great job of letting our seed fall. Team my city, you're legends. Man, the generosity of this church—I'm blown away. Like people don't even re- like literally the, what we walk through as a church coming out of January. Literally, people were like, "Hey, get ready to buckle up because you have no idea what can happen." And literally, people go, "It's a miracle what's happening in your church. The, this church's generosity is a miracle. You're already part of it." So, like I said, this isn't for you. This is for the podcast. Um, there's people that they begin they they begin this process and they put the seed in the ground. And then they go, that leader, they challenged me. And it, it, it didn't feel nice. So I'm going to go find another church. I'm going to go find another church. That leader, they challenged me. There's people that get the potential of the seed and they go, ah, oh, yeah, I'm going to be made for more. I'm going to jump on a team. God, use me. I feel so empty and used. I feel like I've poured out my life. And you go, Good. You wanna you want know why? You wanna know why this matters? Uh, you ever been out to dinner? What cup, what water cup gets filled? The empty one. That's why for me, every day of the week, I say, God, I'm gonna pour my cup out. I'm gonna pour my cup out, I'm gonna make a difference in my workplace, I'm gonna make a difference on a Sunday because I know that he is faithful to refill my cup to overflowing, to overflowing. See, there's people, there's people in this house, you, you, you hear this, the word of the seed being planted, you hear this message of tithing and you go, oh, I'll give it a try. You throw it in the ground for one month, you feel the tension and the pain. Yeah, I gotta rework my budget. Yes. Yes, you do. If it wasn't in there before, you're going to have to rework your budget. But you feel the pain and the tension of sacrifice. And then you go, well, I didn't see, I didn't get a promotion that month. Nah, this is painful. Let me pick the seed back up. This, like I said, this isn't for this room. That's, this is for the podcast. But the beauty of letting the seed fall to the ground is how God works and how the kingdom of God works. We even see it in the person of Jesus. This truth and this reality is that it's through death that we produce life. That it's in the death of the seed, it's in the death of the son where we receive life and life abundantly that it's in the seed staying in the soil even past the point of pain, to say, God, do what you and only you can do. The Bible says that if some plant, some water, but God causes it to grow, do you know why? Because God is the soil, God is the rock in which I stand because I know that if, my, if I'm planted, this is God's word, if we are planted in the God's house, then we will flourish before the gates of our king. Be planted. Leave that seed in the ground leave that seed in the ground. You ever, anybody remember back when you were a kid, you watched seeds grow? Like when you are in grade school, you'd put a seed in and you'd watch it? Man, there's this push through. You gotta push through the soil. But man, the moment, moment that sucker gets out of there, the sun, sunlight. Friends, you are on the brink of breakthrough. Leave the seed in the soil. Leave the seed in the soil. And so do you know how I know this? Because this is me and my wife's story. Man, I remember way back when, Thompson Alumni Center, when we planted this church, we had a Vision Builders, just like we're doing right now. We had a, a Vision Builders gala. And I remember we were, we were leading up to it. And we were doing exactly what Pastor Eli just said. He said, hey, I want you to take time, pray, fast, create space for God to speak to you, to ask you what you should give. And so we did that, we did that, and, and, and created space. And I remember we were about a week out. I said, God, what do you want us to give? And friends, he spoke quick. (laughs) And he spoke big. I said, God, what do you want us to give? And he gave me a number. I was like, you better tell that to my wife. I literally said that. I said, God, you better tell that to my wife. That's a big number. God had asked us to give half of what was in our savings account we had just graduated college, we were just starting our jobs, and uh, don't get me wrong, I, the, the amount of money was still sizable, but I mean, especially for us back then, that was a lot, a lot of money. And I remember thinking, God, that much? Like, better speak to my wife. Confirm it. <laughs> like, if it's you, like, better, better be it. So I remember we, we were leading up to that Vision Builders Gala, and uh, we were sitting at the dinner, we getting to pray, and uh, we talked a little bit, but hadn't really fully talked about numbers, because I was afraid. Um, <laughs> And so I leaned over to my wife and said, hey, babe, what do you think we should give? And she was like, what about like $500? And I was like, oh. And she goes, wait, is that too big or too small? And I was like, that's drastically less than what God had shared to me. And she was like, well, what were you thinking? I shared the number and she goes, no, (laughs) no. So then I pull an atom. I go, God, this woman you gave me. <laughs> no, I'm just kidding. So uh, we, we chatted and we negotiated. We, we negotiated. Um, we negotiated and, uh, but, and so that night we, we chatted about it and she bumped her number up and I bumped my number down because how many of you know you should be giving in unity within your house? You want blessing over your marriage, even in the midst of your generosity, you better have unity on that. And so we wrote down the number that wasn't where I thought and wasn't where she thought, and we were about in the middle. And so I still said, God, if this is you, I know you'll speak. And so a week goes by, we're going to that Sunday when we're actually supposed to write the check, and we're ready to give about half of what i had initially had felt in my spirit. And so I was like, okay God, today's the day. We're gonna be faithful wherever we're aligned, wherever we have unity, we're gonna, we're gonna give it. And I remember it was in the 9 a.m. service, it's in the middle of worship, and we're just pouring our house out to God and I'm just leaning in, and then all of a sudden I just feel my wife just tap my leg. And I look over at her and she's just got tears coming down her face. And she looks at me and she goes, babe, I think we're supposed to give all of that money that you said we were supposed to? And I really don't want to but I know that if we're faithful in it, that God is good. And so that day we wrote a check for half of what was in our savings account. And I remember walking away that Sunday, I was walking through the parking lot, I was talking with one of our our, uh, team members, and we were just talking about how great the day was and celebrating what God had done. And I got into my car and I remember just thanking God for giving me the opportunity to be generous. And, and I just felt God's approval rest upon me, and he said, son, I'm so proud of you. And I was like, I know God, that was a lot of money, wasn't it? And he goes, no, what I love is that I have your heart. It was never about the amount of money, it was always about my heart, and so I said, then God, use me. And he said, how would you feel if your savings account was 10 times that? I said, let's go. <laughs> and he said, I know I know your heart. You say let's go because I know if I ask you again, you'll say yes. Yeah. Friends, this is the power of seed being planted. Sometimes when we start our journey of laying our lives down, of planting seeds financially, physically, our times, or serving, man, it feels so small, it's one seed, it feels insignificant. But man, we see God play out over time. And man, that that small gift then, man, I look back on our giving journey now and I just go, God, keep it flowing. Not for me, not for me, but because of the internal impact that we can make. Because this is what I know as a church, we have a conviction that every dollar that comes into this house has nothing to do about padding people's pockets. Do you know how I know that? Because we don't have a crazy robust staff. This church is run on volunteers, servants, saying yes to the house of God. Which means that as money comes in, we're able to funnel that into places to be able to serve and to make a difference for the kingdom of God. We are actively trying to get into a building, and we know that God is preparing a place for us. But there is no land that comes for free. There is no promised land that doesn't happen without a fight. There is no territory that you possess without positioning yourself into it. And so this is what I know. I just, I already know this is a generous church. And I know that God is preparing a place for us that is getting opened up right now in heaven because of people's generosity that's going to flow. But this isn't just a giving message. This is about our lives. And so this is what I know is that, In the midst of us being faithful and leaving the seed in the ground, it's on the other side of faithfulness where we see the fulfillment of his promise. I shared that story about us giving, not to celebrate ourselves, but friends, can I tell you it's in your obedience, it's in your faithfulness where God's promises are fulfilled. We gave above and beyond. God's word says that the world of the generous grows larger and larger. Friends, literally, it was like six, eight weeks later, I got a promotion and my promotion was to the dollar what we gave. That was year one. That was year one. Year two, our entire giving statement for the year is what our pay raise was. Our entire giving statement. Year three, God did it again, and some. And I don't say that to go like, you should give to get. No, 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 no. It's never about the money. It's always about our heart. It's always about our heart. And so this is what I found, friends, that for those that are thinking about this message and you hear the word about the seed, whether it's your finances, whether it's your time, and quite honestly, whether it's your life. Jesus doesn't doesn't want portions of you. He wants all of you, friend. But the reality is, is that it's not sacrifice to sow seed when you know the power of its purpose. It's not sacrifice to sow the seed. The farmer doesn't lay seed down and go, oh, there's so much seed. I could eat that much popcorn. No. The sower, the, the, the farmer understands that there's so much power in its purpose and its purpose was never to be consumed. Its purpose was actually to be planted to produce more and more and more. That's God's word. He says you'll be planted, you'll sprout up and you'll produce again and again and again. And so I wanna help somebody here real quick. Anybody want help like financially or with your world? Okay, so I'm, I'm gonna give you a little little life hack, a little life, little uh hack your finances. Your, um, your, your, your biggest, your biggest loss of potential, we're talking about a seed's potential, right? We're talking about the potential wrapped up inside of us. The biggest loss of your potential comes in the form of consumption. There are areas of your life, your time, that was designed for other people that you consume. There are dollars in your bank account that were designed for other purposes other than your consumption. And we rob ourselves. This is why, when we think about retirement, the reason why I can struggle to actually retire is because the seeds that we were supposed to plant way back here, we actually consumed. That year after year after year, exponential growth, we see 4.3 trillion seeds and we go, come on. But what happened, it was three years ago, we chose to eat it, chose to consume it. See, the, the reality is the problem with consumption is it's only as big as me. See, this is, this is why I love the kingdom of God, is that God, he's a big God, and this is the problem with our lives engineered and thinking that it revolves around ourselves, our fulfillment, our purpose, or our passion, that we think it's about the things that are about us or our finances. We look at all these areas and we go, no, 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 but the reality is the problem with consumption, it's only as big as me. But God destined, God designed, God has a purpose over every single person in this room that your life is bigger than you. Your life is bigger than you. That God has a destiny and a purpose over your life to be able to make a difference and an impact. Then once again, you look at it, there's people there', show. I can feel you feeling it. You go, I'm not that big of a deal. I'm insignificant, I'm not that, I'm not that important. Friends, you have been planted in your workplace for a purpose. It's not a place to get money. It's a place to make a difference. There's people that have a home. You have the gift of hospitality and you just go, no, I'm just really nice. Well, God's placed it in you and on you, the potential of the seed where you go, no, I host people. I have a group in my home where people, they can walk in and they feel it. The moment they walk in, they just go, oh, I feel at home. I feel at peace. I feel like I can actually share what I'm walking through. There are gifts. There's purpose. There's design and destiny over your life. And the, the question is will you allow God to shift your perspective for you to not see it as something just for you to consume, but for you to give something away? And so this is my encouragement. This is my challenge to you today as we close in on wrapping up is that we're called not to eat what God designed to be planted. Don't eat what God designed to be planted. So we'll look back at John chapter 12. Unless a grain of wheat's buried in the ground, dead to the world, it's never any more than a grain of wheat. But if it's buried, it sprouts, reproduces itself many times over. And in the same way, anyone who holds on to this life, clenched fist, destroys that life. But if you let go, reckless in love, you'll have it forever, real and eternal. And I love that this is how the kingdom of God works is it's an upside down kingdom. You read the scripture and you go, wait, wait, I give my life away? But then I have love forever, real and eternal. How, how does this work? How, how does this work? This is the kingdom of God, the dichotomy, that in the midst of us just giving our life away is actually where life and produce comes from. And so today we're talking about worth dying for. And I think the reality is, is anything that's worth dying for is actually worth living for. And that's why in 1 John chapter 3, verse 16, he says that by this we know love, that he laid his life, he being Jesus, laid his life for us, and we ought to lay down our lives for the brothers. But if anyone has the world's goods and sees his brother in need, yet closes his heart against him, how does God's love abide in him? Little children, let us not love in word or talking, but in deed and in truth. You have everything you need in you to make a difference. If you've received Jesus as your Lord and Savior, you have everything you need to walk out for this season, what God designed and destined you for. The question is, will you release the seed? Will you let it fall to the ground? Will you read the scripture and go, my call is to lay down my life for the brothers, to be able to prefer those other than myself to be able to provide for the sick, to help those that are hurting. And so if you're like me, you need something just practical. You're like, hey, just tell me plainly, like you're saying lay down your lives for the brothers. I I do agree that we're called to sacrifice, to lay our lives down, but how do I actually walk that out? Anybody just practical, you're like, help me with my Monday. Thank you, you're my people. First Peter chapter four, I love how he says this. He says, everything in this world Is about to be wrapped up. This world too will fade. So take nothing for granted. Friends, take nothing. For granted take nothing for granted this life that god has given you take nothing for granted that wisdom stored up inside of you don't take it for granted that man of god that's filled with faith don't take it for granted that purpose in your workplace and the conversations you have don't take it for granted the finances in your bank account don't take them for granted the god-given purpose and destiny that he's placed over your life it for granted but allow God to stir in you to say no God I see the potential I see the power and so my only good response is to lay the seed down in the ground to die so that it could bear fruit and to bear fruit and bear fruit because that is God's purpose the destiny and design over your life amen so I said I wanted to end on the practical I want to read one more scripture I want to read one more scripture and we're gonna close this out right here first Peter chapter 4 Stay wide awake in prayer. Stay wide awake in prayer. Man, you wanna make a difference. Stay wide awake in prayer. Don't work on your own accord. Don't work on your own accord. Stay wide awake in prayer. But most of all, love each other, reckless love. Love each other as if your life depended on it. See, love makes up for practically anything. There's people in this room, you ain't got a whole lot of money, but you got a lot of love to give. Be quick to give a meal to the hungry, a bed to the homeless cheerfully. Be generous with the different things that God has given you. God has given you something. I don't care how small it is or how big it is, God has given you something. God's given you your life, God's given you your time, God's given you your finances, God's given you your family. Every single piece of these, God's given you something. And the question is, is will we be generous with the different things God's given you? Passing them around so all can get on on it. If words, let it be God's words. If it's help, let it be God's hearty help that way God's bright presence will be evident in everything through Jesus and he gets all of the credit he gets all of the glory as the one that is over everything and the encourse to the end of time and so church right now I believe that God is gonna breathe destiny and purpose into people that walked in like they were just simply a seed I believe there's people that actually see the power and the potential in them and you struggle with just simply letting it go today I believe that God is gonna be able to allow you to say no today I'm gonna release the seed into the soil to die and I'm gonna leave it there I'm gonna leave it there to reap a harvest there's people in this room God's given you everything God's given you more than enough and our only response can be to lay it down at the feet of Jesus and to give help to our brothers. If you have words of encouragement, give it freely. If you have finances to help those that are sick or hurting, give it freely. There's people in this room, you got faith upon faith upon faith. Go pray for the sick and watch them be healed. There's people, every single person in this room, God has given you a destiny and a design that he wants to unfold in your life, but we can only see it and only see it when we release it from our hands let me pray for you as we go into this song lord i thank you right now god lord for every seed every person in this room god lord from daniel chris god to donovan god lord to abram god lord i thank you that every single one of us that you have a god-given purpose over our lives god and i pray lord that we have eyes to see and ears to hear that we would look at the seed and not see something that's inconsequential or small but we would see something that's filled with purpose we would see something filled with potential and god lord i pray lord because you modeled it first of laying your life down upon the cross that we would equally say god take this life of mine that's merely a seed but let it produce life because i planted in the soil in the house of god that'll flourish before the gates of our king god that i pray lord as we go into our monday and our tuesday god lord that we would make a difference in our interactions with our coffee god lord to our team members to our co-workers God Lord that you are stirring in us God Lord to make a difference God Lord for your kingdom and for your purpose so let's lean in right now he's our provider you don't think you're enough he's more than enough today come on Thank you so much for listening today. And we wanna give a special thank you to those that give so generously to My City Church. We wouldn't be able to do this without you. If you would like to give today, please hit the link in the description or go to our website at mycitychurch.cc forward slash give. And if you enjoyed today's podcast, please hit the subscribe button and share it on all of your social media. We love you so much. We'll see you next week. God bless.